You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, which is decline transactions. There's a lot of merchants who are seeing as of COVID, ever since COVID started, there's been a change in consumer behavior and more declines and other ways that customers want to buy, meaning without credit card, ACH, or other types of payment modes, depending on the region. So these questions come up so often. I figured, you know what, let's hash this all out on an episode and 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 show you guys how to get maximum conversions. You're getting your traffic, you're writing amazing copy, you're getting people in your funnel. It's really, really important to try to convert every sale. And that's how you're going to maximize, obviously, you know, all the money that you're spending on ads or affiliates or anything, um, you know, copywriters and so forth. So whether you're a copywriter, an offer owner, uh, you're buying ads, this is a really important topic for everyone to understand. Understand anybody who's you know selling any type of product online needs to understand that conversions don't stop when somebody gets to the checkout page. It actually that's where the real work happens. Which, uh, well, I mean every every piece is important, but there is a very significant part about you know getting somebody into your cart and getting them to check out of your cart successfully, not just you know I got him there and then he dropped off. So if you're approval rates are under 95%. There's always room to get better. Uh, I say 95% because I mean, there's always going to be some insufficient funds or some people that are just not able to buy. That's just the, the nature of the beast. But, you know, a lot of merchants in direct response, specifically if they're in a higher risk niche like supplements or content or business opportunity or adult, they have a harder time in converting because of their MCC code. An MCC code is a merchant category code. So when you're sending as a merchant a sale and your MCC code is a high risk or or deemed a high risk or direct response code, you're less likely to get an approval if the customer's bank is on the fence. So this episode is really, really important for people in direct response to really try to maximize their conversions and understand how to get a checkout to go successfully. I'm going to talk a little bit about front-end conversions. I'm also going to touch upon subscriptions and how you can maximize your subscriptions and some some things that you can do to to, uh, increase your LTV, obviously. Uh, So now the, the first thing is understanding the decline messages. So what I mean by that is, you know, we get merchants who call us and say, oh, you know, all of a sudden I have all these declines and um, the message is is just declined or it just gives a very random message. A lot of merchants are just looking at their CRM and their shopping cart. You know, obviously that's a good first step to kind of understand where you're going and, you know, what's happening with your approval ratio, but you do need to dig further. And when I say dig further is understand what the real decline message is and where you're going to get that is either from your processor or your gateway. So my first step would be obviously to look at my shopping cart, my CRM, check what they're saying to me there. Then I would log into my gateway directly and then I would get a data dump with all the declines there. And then I would sort them and look at which decline messages are coming more often. Is it a technical error? Is it you know, is it a stolen card issue? Is it people are just not having enough funds, so it's sufficient funds? 
there's a lot of different reasons why people are declining. So it's really important to understand why is this transaction being declined? And that's going to give you a path as to how you can get a better conversion in the end. So understanding your decline messages, a couple of popular ones that you're going to see issuing bank decline, that's just basically telling you that your customer's bank is telling you no. It's, it's a really general one. There's not many specific reasons. A lot of times when the bank doesn't know what to respond, they actually just respond that. So it's kind of like the, here you go. That's what happened. Um, your, your, your transactions declined. So that's the one that a lot of merchants see very often. So we'll address that one. There's obviously insufficient funds, which is, you know, your customer doesn't have any money for this purchase. And then uh, another popular one that we see, it says contact customer service. Now, what that means is this card is likely lost or stolen. So those declines, contact customer service, it's what the customer's bank is telling you is call us and we will try to resolve this issue. We'll try to figure out what's happening. Oftentimes, it's because they want you to call them so they can tell you to cut the card because a lot of these messages were built for card present environments. So they thought they think maybe you're a store, you process this card and you know, you're going to call them and tell them, Hey, uh, I have this card here in front of me. They'll tell you to destroy the card because it's, it's a stolen card or it's a lost card or whatever the case is. So those are the, the main ones that we see. Obviously there's technical processing errors and there's a lot of other types of messages, but those are the three key ones that are, that are often uh, seen. And it's important that you get those directly from the gateway. So you understand, you know, what steps you need to take at that point to resolve these issues and to increase your, your conversions from there. Now, what can you do to minimize the number of declines that you get on your front end? Like when somebody just comes into your cart, goes through your funnel, tries to buy your, your front end product. What are the main things that you can do? So I'll give you a couple of quick tips. These are usually pretty simple to implement depending on the technology you're using. But if you don't have these options available, then the important thing is to try to get these options available through either your gateway provider or an extra third party service that's going to give you these capabilities. So first of all, if you have more than one processor, which a lot of merchants in, you know, supplements and, and direct response have a couple for backups and so forth, what you can do is you can cascade your initial transaction. What that means is if the first processor that processes the transaction declines, your gateway or many gateways are very capable of taking that transaction and just passing it on to another merchant account and what that will do is it might make the transaction a second or so longer. The customer won't even know. And then you might get an approval there. The important thing to keep in mind is that there's ways to get this to be a more successful thing to do. And that's if your MCC is different between the both merchant accounts. So if you have a direct response merchant category code on one uh, mid, and then you have another one say that says that you're a bookstore on another mid, then you can actually cascade it to the other mid and you might have a better result. I won't get into too many details about MCC codes, but if you don't know what your MCC code is, make sure you figure it out and you can just Google, uh, you know, if you're 5968 MCC and it'll tell you what category you're under, but it's a very important thing for online transactions because banks sometimes approve based on MCC codes and customer patterns. So tip number one is really cascade your initial transactions from processor one to processor two. Even if it's the same MCC code for both accounts, you'll still capture some. If it's a different MCC code between both mids, well, you're 
probably capture a lot more. Now, if it fails again, I wouldn't go to a third or fourth. You know, you want to stop at a second one because then you're just slamming somebody's card a couple of times. You might have more uh, issues with scrubbing later on. So you try once it doesn't work. You have a couple of other options. One of your other option is offer your customer a different way of paying. So if they've come to your cart and said, hey, you know, uh, I, I'm paying with a Visa or a MasterCard or credit card. Why don't you offer them an ACH payment, for example, or offer them crypto? I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who hold crypto and that might be able to pay you like that. Or uh, in Europe, you know, telephone billing is still a thing. So there's so many of these alternate payment modes that literally cost you nothing to add to your cart, unless obviously somebody uses them, but could just add, you could take your declines, present these options on a pop-up if they get declined and say, hey, here are some other options of how you can pay us. And many clients, you know, obviously if they want to buy, they will use the other options. Also, when you're presenting your customers why they've been declined, just saying decline transaction is very general. So you could do a couple of things. You can actually serve them up the exact error message as to why they're being declined. For example, insufficient funds or your bank has declined this transaction for no particular reason or whatever the case is. It's important that you give your customers that information because number one, they can try to choose another card. A lot of people have two or three credit cards. Another thing they can do is they can call their bank and figure out why their bank is declining the transaction and then try again. So, you know, giving your customers as much information as possible as to why their transaction is being declined will actually increase your conversions. And then obviously, secondly, is offering these alternative payment modes, which really help in, in uh, adding a couple of percent. In the adult space, ACH became a very big thing. And adding ACH typically adds 5 to 7% in your conversion. So also the interesting thing about ACH is it costs a fraction of what it costs to, to pay by credit card or to process a payment by credit card. So you're saving money, you're getting more conversions. And if you do have subscriptions, most ACH platforms now allow you to have a subscription type of billing model as well. So you don't really lose anything by offering this. And again, if nobody pays with ACH, you know, usually it's like 20 or $30 monthly fee. It's not really anything to be concerned of in terms of cost. So that's, that's a really big win there. Uh, and a lot of merchants ignore uh, anything other than credit cards. So it's, it's important that you, you take a look at that. Another really big one on the front end is ensuring that your customers are being charged in their local currency. So for example, if you're a U.S. merchant and you're charging in U.S. dollars, this is, you know, obviously great for domestic traffic. But if, for example, you're charging Canadians or you're charging Europeans, whatever the case is, you know, there's other currencies. These customers are have their credit cards in other currencies. So the problem with this is twofold is number one, for example, if you're a, a U.S. merchant and you're selling to Canadians or Australians and you're using the dollar sign not being clear about the currency, the consumer on the other end might think it's their local currency, which is, you know, 30% difference in terms of price. So that, that could cause, you know, obviously confusion and chargebacks. And then secondly, if the customer's card is in Canadian dollars, Australian dollars, euros, whatever the case is, your conversions will suffer. Their bank sometimes will decline foreign transactions for any reason. They call them cross-border transactions. So, you know, charging a customer, for example, in Canadian dollars will increase your conversions overnight. So this is not for every merchant, depends what your market is. But if you have a product like a content product, a digital product, and you're just kind of open to selling all around the world, take a tally of 
how much volume is coming from the different countries. And, you know, if, if it makes sense, then add these extra currencies. Oftentimes, your U.S. processor has a plugin or multi-currency. One popular plugin, I guess you could call it, or one popular service is called Planet Payment. Uh, and what Planet Payment does is it's tagged onto your U.S. processor and it will go in. You can geo-target per country. And every time it identifies somebody, let's say from Canada or Europe or Australia or wherever your, your customers are, it will do an automatic currency conversion and it'll charge the customer in their local currency. And you'll just get, you know, easily three to 5% extra sales in that market. So do it right away. Uh, minimize those declines and it's, it's a call your processor immediately and, and just figure out how you can get that done. It's usually pretty simple. Another thing that you, you have to keep in mind is when you're looking at global transactions is that oftentimes if you're charging US dollars and then just converting into Canadian, a lot of these markets are not as price sensitive, for example, as the US. So they may be willing to pay more. So another kind of bonus tip here to make some extra money is, you know, if you're charging 50 bucks for your product in the US, you could price test and do the equivalent of 60 US dollars in Canada or 70 in the UK or whatever the case is. Not every market and not every consumer reacts the same way to products. So just you know, keep an open mind that if you have, you know, 10, 20, 30% of your volume outside of the US, take a couple of the bigger markets that you're you're selling in and try to price test there as well in the local currency. And you'll see that sometimes you can get an extra 10 or 15% revenue with really very little effort. I did try this personally when I was at Brazzers and Pornhub. We had everything in US dollars. And then all of a sudden we started adding currencies. We added currencies and we increased the price considerably in the UK. Obviously, this was 10, 15 years ago. So it's 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 very different. But we were able to increase the revenue from the UK by 20 or 25% because we actually did not adjust exactly to the currency exchange. We increased the price and it didn't seem to have a huge impact on conversions. So, you know, we were getting a lot of volume from the UK at that point. So it was really just a quick win. With with very little effort. Obviously, if you get to the point that you're making a lot of money in these in these different markets, then you can also start settling in that currency and exchanging these currencies when it's beneficial to you. So you'll just make extra money. So uh, th- this is just, these are some bonus tips, obviously, to kind of when you add the multi-currency, you'll see an increase in conversions. But then, you know, a couple of things you can do after is exchanging, price testing, and so forth that could just really increase, obviously, your profitability from, from using a tool like this. So those are the the main you know things that you can do. There's obviously once you you start looking into your cart, looking at your declines, there's a lot more stuff that you can do. If you have specific questions as to like this decline, how can we prevent it? Drop me a line. I'm happy to cover it for you and and tell you. But those are the main ones that I see very often, and they're very easy to fix and and quick wins. Moving along to subscriptions and rebills, this is obviously a, a, a big thing for content and business opportunity merchants where they have, you know, a monthly course or something that they they sell on a monthly basis or even supplements merchants that are doing a monthly subscription renewal. A couple of quick things and these, again, I love giving you guys quick tips that will just increase your, your sales and increase your conversions three, five, 10% overnight. And these are really quick ones. So number one, if you haven't turned on VAU and MAU, do it. You can contact your gateway or you can contact your processor and they can add it really with all it takes is a phone call. So what VAU and MAU is, is Visa account updater, MasterCard account updater. So 
essentially if somebody cancels their card or gets a new card or their card is fraud and they get a new one, you can get the updated information without contacting the customer to get it. So people's cards expire all the time. It's really a, a super amazing thing, an amazing tool that you can use. It just will update the card automatically. You'll get the new card. The customer doesn't have to call you. You don't have to confirm anything. And then you can continue the subscription. So turn that on right away. It doesn't cost very much to get a record updated. And obviously, if you're making 50 bucks off a sale, you can pay like 30, 40 cents or whatever uh, your processor would charge for that record to be updated. So that's number one. Number two, something that causes issues with subscriptions is often fraud settings that are configured or pre-configured in your CRM, uh, shopping cart, your gateway, or even at the processor level. And when I say fraud settings, the common ones are CVV and AVS. CVV is basically the, the three numbers in back of the card check and AVS is the address check. For subscriptions, it's not important or it's not necessary to check uh, the AVS, to check the customer's address. And the CV should never be checked after the initial purchase because the CVV is never stored. So you can never send it back to the processor to get a response of whether it's valid or not. So oftentimes when you get an out-of-the-box gateway or let's say you're working with Stripe or PayPal or you know one of the out-of-the-box processors, they have these fraud settings kind of set up as defaults to check CVV, to check ABS, and to have all this stuff already in there for you because they don't really know your business model. They don't understand what you're doing or how customers are paying you. So go into your, your CRM, go into your gateway and just make sure CVV and ABS are turned off for any rebuild transactions. And I know it sounds silly, but sometimes merchants don't realize this and they are getting some subscription renewals because having them on doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get a whole bunch of declines, but as soon as you turn them off, your subscription revenue will go up. So make sure that you take a look at that. And there's also other settings that sometimes can be turned on. They call them velocity checks. Velocity checks could be number of transactions allowed per day, per week, a lot of processors have these, you know, random uh, figures put in there. So it's important to understand what are the settings that are in there. Make sure that these settings are applicable to your business model and then update them as necessary. Oftentimes you can update them yourself. If you can't, then you just call your agent or your, your processor and you explain to them that this, you know, this flag doesn't work for your business model and you need to change it. So that's a really, really simple thing that you could take a couple of minutes to check and uh, will likely have a big impact on your, your rebuild conversion. Another thing that's important and that seems to be increasing in, in importance and a lot of new companies are actually springing up now offering services that allow you to reattempt cards uh, that have been declined using different algorithms in order to capture the maximum amount of, you know, uh, subscription revenue that you can. So crafting a reattempt strategy is a very good idea. So if you, for example, you try a card once and it gets declined, what do you do with that card? Do you give up? Do you move on? Um, do you contact the customer? Do you try again the next day? All this stuff. It's important, obviously, if somebody gets declined, not to just drop that transaction and move on reattempting uh, transactions at a later date or contacting the customer could be interesting options. For most merchants in DR, contacting the, the customer is not uh, necessarily possible. You may not even collect phone numbers or anything like that. 
but let's say you're selling a high ticket coaching or you're you're selling huge packages over $5,000, then you know contacting your customer is probably a good idea. It could save you a couple of sales there and a couple of conversions. So craft a, a reattempt strategy. Now there are best practices out there for, you know, your supplements and info products and, and dating products and so forth. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel trying, for example, if you contact your gateway provider, you can ask them if they have any types of best practices of when you can retry or how you can retry. In terms of how to do this. You likely have some tools in the CRM and the shopping cart that you're using. If not, there's a lot of gateways that offer these types of things. And then lastly, you could go with one of these services. They call them rebuild or subscription salvage services where they will try uh, and they have algorithms that they that they study and they try to recoup that. The thing with that option, that last option is they usually slice a percentage of your revenue that they recover. So it could get quite substantial uh, and they will not tell you what they're doing or how they're doing it or how often they're doing it because they don't want you to know because then you'll just go and, and do it yourself and, and avoid you know giving them 10, 20% of your revenue. If you do it yourself, all you're paying is a transaction fee. So you know whether you're paying 10, 20 cents, whatever the case is, it's obviously going to be a lot cheaper for you to figure this out by yourself versus go with a service. But you could try with a service and then kind of transition back to your own um, system of, of reattempts. The important thing is if you are using one of these services, a lot of them will try a card 10, 12 times to, to recover it. Everybody has their own ideas of, you know, how how efficient or how well that works. Obviously, if you try a card at 12 times at one point, you know, you might get it. But how good is that transaction? I'm not really sure trying somebody's card 12 times and getting it on the 12th time will yield you a, a good customer that won't charge back, that won't ask for a refund. So making sure that it also makes logical sense. Think of yourself as a consumer. And, you know, if if you're strapped and you don't have 50 bucks and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you pay that minimum payment of $50 and somebody comes in and claws that 50 bucks on a subscription, um, you know, it might not <laughs> bode very well. And uh, in general, when you try too many times, it could lead to issues with refunds. It could also lead to a crazy amount of, transaction fees. So if you're charging, you know, somebody 12 times and they're getting declined, well, each attempt carries a fee, a gateway fee, maybe even a, a small processor fee for the authorization. So, you know, at a certain point, you do have to cut that off and you can likely figure this out quite quickly on your own. You can contact me. I can give you the best practices, which is, you know, what usually works. And then you kind of work your way backwards. Typically, a couple of times, I would say at least, you know, between three and five is the sweet spot for most merchants. But it's also important to understand when to reattempt. So if somebody declines today, don't try again today. It's very unlikely that person's going to have money two hours from now. So you, you like to wait maybe a couple of days. Usually three days is a good period. Another thing that you can do is you can attempt at the beginning of the month. If you have somebody subscription renews on the 12th of the month, well, try them on the first or second. People usually pay their bills at the end of the month and have more credit at the beginning of the month. So you can try strategies like that where you try a couple of days later. And if that doesn't work, you can try at the beginning of the next month and try to capture it there. Another thing that you can do uh, when you're reattempting is that you can, depending on what your subscription price is and what your costs are, you can actually lower the price. So for example, if you have a recurring 
product at $79 a month. And you get a response back from the processor saying insufficient funds. Why don't you try at $30 just to see if you can capture that customer and, you know, obviously everybody feels differently about that, but, you know, you are sending the product. It's not like you're, you're, you're scamming anybody or you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You will mail out the product. You can tell the customer, you know, for example, send them an email, say, you know, they've qualified for a special promotion and this month you get 50% off. So you could actually maybe lower the price and try to capture that customer at a lower price point. So they stay in your funnel and they convert at the higher price the next month. So that's a, a very simple way to, to keep customers in your cycle, rebuild, obviously increase your LTV, a uh, whole bunch of good stuff that happens when you do that. So those are the main key points. There are a ton of more things, but I wanted to keep this simple and give you guys things that are very actionable and quick to do. In terms of technology and getting this stuff implemented, most gateways have a lot of tools that are already built in there, or even your CRM or whoever you're using for your, your shopping cart. These tools are, are built in there. If you don't ask for them, then you'll never know and you'll never use them. But, you know, write a list of a couple of things that you really want. For example, cascading your initial transaction, having a possibility to reattempt transactions that have been declined on a subscription and, you know, kind of creating a schedule, call it for attempting declined rebills. These are all things that if you can't get in your gateway or your gateway provider, or your processor, there are third parties and third party services that offer this middleware layers, call them. So between your shopping cart and your gateway, you can kind of plug them in there and they'll do their thing. Oftentimes these softwares cost pennies and they pay themselves off in spades because if you can increase, you know, five to 10% of your conversions, when I mean conversions, meaning convert five to 10% of your declines into actual approvals, well, you know, a couple of pennies per transaction that you attempt is, is, is going to be nothing in comparison to all the extra money that you're going to make. So this is a topic that I'm really excited about. And it's something that I feel is, is a quick win. You can do a couple of these things very quickly and you'll make easily 5%, especially the multi-currency stuff and cascading your initials is huge. And if you're a subscription merchant, you know, a, a logical reattempt strategy is, is, is the way to go. On that note, I thank you very much for listening. And if you do have any specific questions or a specific case that, you know, you want me to look at or a message that you don't understand, drop me a line on my website, uh, on, our, on our contact form, or just get in touch with me. I'm on every social media platform possible. And I'm going to have another follow-up episode on declines because this is such a huge topic and we're going to dive in a little bit more and, and discuss a few more of the specific cases. So thanks again for listening and have a great day. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once. 